We all have a story to tell, a story of faith that can change the lives of others. Hi, I'm Terry Squires. Join me and my friends each week in the heart of Nashville as they share their stories of faith that will inspire your life. This is today's Nashville. This is Faith. Her commitment to her husband was truly astounding. He was healthy and a highly successful country music star when they fell in love. But after she married him, he was incapacitated by a stroke. Life would never be the same. But instead of leaving, instead of giving up, their amazing love story only grew stronger. He is one of the most beloved country music artists of all times, Randy Travis. He has sold over 25 million albums, a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Grand Ole Opry. His honors include 22 number one hits and 31 top 10 songs, seven Grammy Awards, 11 Academy Country Music Awards, and the list goes on and on but his life changed drastically when he encountered a near-fatal stroke in 2013. But with the help of his beautiful wife, Mary, and rigorous physical therapy, Randy continues to change the world with his music and faith. This is their story of unshakable love and faith. Forever and ever, amen. This is Today's Nashville. This is Faith. Randy, Mary, what a blessing to me that I get to sit down and get to share your amazing story of love and faith. I read your book and I couldn't put it down. But you know, before we start and talk about everything, Mary, I wanted you to share one of the challenges that you face as you guys are walking through this journey of faith and the topic about aphasia. I'm a nurse, I know what it means, yeah. but a lot of our viewers, they, they don't they understand don't. it. Well, the interesting thing is, and I didn't understand it either until we went through it. And I was, when I think back on the last words that we spoke, now I'm gonna call the beginning of this, but the last words we spoke was, um, they were fixing. They were getting ready to do a surgical procedure on him, and and, and they had to step out of the room. They were um, putting an impella in to help assist the heart, since the heart was failing. And the last words that we got to speak was, "Honey, I love you. I'll be right outside." And he said, "I love you too." And I think I treasure those words mm -hmm. that we got to speak in our last conversation. That was eight years ago this month. Um, Fast forward, well, not too far forward, but then after the stroke, um, it was 72 hours after um, he flatlined, which was during this procedure that they were doing. And um, he was in a coma, so they had not recognized the stroke. And so it was too late for the stroke prevention medicine and things. Um, so it had done its damage, but you know, sometimes, sometimes there's so much beauty in the damage. and. The aphasia was 
the biggest aftermath that we had to deal with. Um, I would say even more so than the paralysis on the right side is the aphasia because it's so misunderstood. Well, explain it. What is well, aphasia? Aphasia is it was, it's the certain part of the brain that is affected by mm -hmm. the stroke. Mm -hmm. um, every stroke is different. Mm -hmm. Every result is different from a stroke. And so you run into people all the time and they've had a stroke and they, say, and they can talk and they just like, well, keep going, you can, you can eventually, we don't know. We don't, mm -hmm. every stroke is different and every outcome is different. 85% mm -hmm. of the world, the mm -hmm. population, doesn't know what aphasia is. And it is more prevalent than multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's. There's so many um, maladies that we are familiar with um, but not aphasia, and it's more prominent, and it happens to more people um, every year than those. Yeah. So, and it's it's really the inability to just, communicate. You understand right. everything, and exactly. know everything, but it's to get your thoughts out. That's exactly right. And to There's express an your thoughts, mm -hmm. right? An interruption and, in the brain between the brain and the mouth, the motor senses that you know that allow us to speak and put sentences together. His was the left side, cerebral, um, ischemic stroke, and so that's where the speech patterns are for forming sentences. Mm -hmm. um, and that's totally different than the memory side, which is on the right side, and that's why he can still mouth every word to every song because that's memory, mm -hmm. that's in the memory bank. Mm -hmm. So. The left side that was affected in that central part is, is what affects the ability to put together sentences in more, any more than three to four words at a time. Right. So that's so, why if somebody sees you in an interview and you're talking, that's what's happening. Yeah. It's just the inability to put those thoughts together. Right. I you mean, are, I would much rather he be telling you these stories. I know you said beforehand <laughs> that you were the quiet one, that yeah. you were always talking. And, um, but let's go back a little bit before we talk about your journey as a couple and talk about your success. You are one of the most beloved country music artists of all time. And we, everyone just loves Randy Travis. And, and can you share, Mary, some of the memories that you have because you've known each other a very long time mm -hmm. um, you know when he was rising to stardom right. it was a journey I, I know that everybody thinks that it's an overnight success no but no. it wasn't was it no he worked he worked hard at it he he fashioned his his um, his skill he knew exactly where he wanted to go with it Mm -hmm. um, I think he said since the age of nine, ten, he knew that he wanted to do traditional country, and he never veered from that. He had a he had a focus, and um, and he and Lib they 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 built a path. You know mm -hmm. that um, it was it was magical, and um, he he had hard times as a young youngster. Oh, I. Growing read his up book, in, a, kind of a rebel there. Yeah, he was yeah. a rebel, and he had, you know, kind of a the fam. I mean, the fam, beautiful family, and mm -hmm. all six kids are still with us, and mom and dad are both gone. But he had struggles with his dad, and mm -hmm. um, very rebellious, and um, 
But he overcame all that. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. it. That's the redemption is to look back and say, that's not where I want to be. That's not the person I want to be. So he is the kindest, sweetest. Every word in his songs are Randy Travis from the heart. Do you know which is your favorite song? Oh, uh, no. Nope. <laughs> All you don't know? What's special for you, Mary? The last one I heard. Yeah. I love them all. Do you? Mm-hmm. What was the last song that you heard? Well, our love song is Are We in Trouble Now? Yeah. It's oh. a beautiful love song of his. So, And not very well known, but it is absolutely beautiful. Well, you know, after airing this, everybody's going to be Googling it, you know, finding out what... Um, it's beautiful. But your love story started years ago, and uh, you knew each other, and God has taken you through an amazing journey. And share a little bit about that, just, you know, when you first met, and um, Mary, did you know right away when... Well, I knew, I knew how fond I was of the person, mm -hmm. of the heart. Mm -hmm. And we had met 30 years ago, 30, now it was in 1990, so what is it, 31 years now? Mm -hmm. but, and I was working with my brother who was making shirts, the stub shirts that he wore. And he would pass through town, he and Lib. And so I knew them only from business and social. I mean, we would go to dinner and... Mm -hmm. um, so we spent time together, and, and, but watching him day in and day out when I was around him was that humility. Here's this monster of a man as far as a country phenomenon that I just thought he was a prince of a person. He was so kind to everyone he ever met. He was so gentle and so humble, and there's something you love about that. He treated everyone the same. I wasn't going to not fall in love with him when I had the chance. <laughs> and that came 20-some years later. Randy, Mary, God had an amazing journey and a different path for your life. Let's talk about that time when you, you fell in love, you were touring, you were back on the stage, just going, going, going. God brought you guys together. So let's talk about when that happened, and then we'll talk more about what happened. It was March of 2010, and um, we were both going through some uh, divorces, and um, we spoke and met, and we never looked back. I mean, it was just, mm -hmm. it was something so, so magical, so wonderful, so quickly that there was, um, we know that it, it was in his plan and mm -hmm. we never know where he's going to take so us. So you knew right away once right you started away. talking. Right, that March 10th of 2010, I knew right away. So what yeah. happened after that? Um, well, we, we, started a courtship and yes yes and um, that went on for about three years we we, were, we got engaged in 2013 actually and um, the stroke occurred July the well it was July first week in July July 6th 7th of um, 2013 it's, so um, almost eight years it was eight years 
this you know year. What? Let's talk about that day. Um, you know, you, you hear all kinds of, you know, rumors and stuff, but let's really talk really what happened about you were touring, correct? Mm -hmm. or, and you were mm -hmm. did a virus or you were ill or? It was, or well, I, he just didn't feel good. Yeah. He, he said he, he, we were leaving the following Tuesday uh, for Canada, two weeks in Canada. And we had had a, a long meeting all day on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. It was right after the 4th of July. And we had had a long meeting with some folks from Nashville there at the house in Tioga, Texas, where we live. Mm -hmm. And that, he said, I don't feel real good. I can't breathe good. The day before, he'd worked out three hours. I mean, it was, he, was, he was a workout. Um, he, he loved working out. Mm -hmm. So, um, but he said, I don't feel good. And he never complained about not feeling good because he took such good care of his body. So I said, well, let's go to the emergency room and see what's going on if, you know, it's, if it's pneumonia or whatever it is, because he said he couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. They said, well, it's, um, it's walking pneumonia, and they gave us, mm -hmm. you know, a, a breathing treatment and an antibiotic and sent us home. Well, the next morning he woke up and he said, I can't breathe, I can't get any air at all. And I said, that's really strange. So we went back to the hospital. He had double pneumonia. Both I'm lungs they were full. Didn't admit you. I know. I, okay. Well, I, I think that they just figured if it was what they didn't know, though, it was not the lungs. It was the heart. It, there was viral cardiomyopathy. Oh. There was a virus that hit the heart, mm -hmm. and so the heart was shutting down. And that's another awareness thing that I want people to understand: is when the heart is is stressing, then the lungs start stressing, and you know this yeah. as a nurse. Yeah. And vice versa. Everything and if starts backing have, up. Yes, and if people have pneumonia and they're admitted for pneumonia, somebody needs to be watching that heart because the heart's going to stress too. They work so hand in hand. Were they watching the heart then? Not at all. Not until we got to the third hospital, which was the heart hospital. So you went three hospitals. Yeah, it quickly though. It's not like it was time. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't days. We're talking hours here. So we, we ended up at the heart hospital at five o'clock in the morning, and Dr. Michael Mack met us there, and he said, we have to put him on ECMO or we're gonna lose him. And after 72 hours, brought him out of the coma to find that, that he had flatlined when he had, when, I mean, that he had stroked when he flatlined. Now he did cardiac arrest, yeah. and that's, um, and you, you had just walked out the room, correct? And you weren't there right. when it happened. Well, they were going to do the impella procedure mm -hmm. to assist the heart. Mm -hmm. was, and um, when they started to do the impella procedure is when he flatlined. So yes, I had just walked out of the room um, so that they could do this procedure. They didn't want me in there. Thank God was protecting you so you wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't see that part. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being in the room when and that watching, happened. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, yeah. So tell me. I about, wasn't going to give up hope, and maybe that was God's way of saying, "No, you're not going to believe." Well, that you it know was, what? I remember you saying that one of the doctors wanted to do something, and you said, "No, we're not doing that." I can't remember what it was, but um, do you do you recall that? Well, I, it was when we were then at the fourth hospital, which was Vanderbilt, mm -hmm. and he had relapsed. Mm -hmm. There was other complications. Oh, it was during the, the rehab. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, no, it was. Well, we came here for rehab, uh -huh. but he ended up um, uh, 
Well, they said he had food inhalation, but it ended oh, okay. up being serratia pseudomonas and staph. Okay. And so that started a whole new set of problems. So after the cardiac arrest, then you found out that you had a stroke. Tell me about your faith at that time. That will really test your faith. Because um, at that point, and I know he was talking to God. I asked him, I said, were you, were you praying? Were you talking to God? And he said, yeah, all the time. Mm -hmm. And even though he couldn't talk to us, and sometimes in our silence, our heart still speaks. So mm -hmm. I know that he was talking with God, and I know I was talking with God. You know, there was, there was a lot of lonely hours in the hospital room, um, and a lot of time to get really, really close to God and try to understand, you know, why. And we don't ever understand really why, but he has his reasons. Sometimes um, storms of life, they are not necessarily sent to devastate us, Sometimes they just clear a path. So at that point you go, okay, so we're going to take a different road. We're going to run a different road than what we're used to because God knows that he had been on that road a lot of years. So it's just a different road that we take now. What about you and how you handled it at that time? Did you have support around you or were you by yourself? or? Um, well, I was at first by myself because we went to the hospital by herself, and then things were happening so fast. Um, but his brother came into town, Dennis, and um, I have family in Texas where we were, so they were there. But, you know, you're faced, like, and you know because you worked ICU, you know what the emergency rooms. There are so many things that are coming at you so fast. Mm -hmm that you really, you don't really know how you respond, but you do know that God is there and you lean on Him. And He gives you the wisdom if you just listen. Because I sure didn't know what I was doing. You know, this was all new to me. We weren't given an instruction book for this. Randy, Mary, your journey brought you back to Nashville and you went into physical therapy. Tell me what those days were like after the stroke and you got out of the danger zone. Well, we, we, getting out of the danger zone is, it seemed like we thought we were and then something else would happen and then something else happens. So as far as getting out of the danger zone, I don't think until the day we walked out of our final rehab at Baylor Hospital Dallas because we'd left Vanderbilt and went back to Dallas okay. as soon as we could. Um, but when we were walking out of that hospital, I say hotel lobby because we live there, <laughs> the hospital lobby, and I had him in the wheelchair and he had his, his, his arm up, one arm, and he was like, whee, you know, he was so happy. And um, it was, that was a, um, a hallelujah moment for us because they said that he was going to probably be hospital, you know, he'd be in and out of the hospital the rest of his life and probably bedridden. And I said, that's okay, but I don't believe it. You know, mm -hmm. and that's, we just, we did not believe that. We, he had made, made it through so many impossible, miraculous moments in the last six months. 
and it's because God carried him through them, yes. and I know he did, or else he wouldn't still be with us. And, you know, to God be the glory for all of that, because, you know, with doctor's wisdoms and his perseverance and his warrior spirit, and, you know, and I wasn't giving up either, and I, I was the doctor's worst nice nightmare. They were like, I wish she'd leave, but we'll keep him. But it was just, you know, it was just the two of us, and, you know, it's one of those things that it can either tear you apart or it can bring you so much closer together. And I felt so madly in love with this man that was such, such a fighter laying in that bed. You know, I love your dedication and your love. And I remember reading something that really touched me in your book, Forever and Ever, Amen. And it was about that. You know, you could have walked away. You could have just, you know, and you didn't. You ended up getting married. Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, well, it was, um, in, it was a couple of years after we got out of the hospital, and um, it was Christmas, and we had talked about it under the Christmas tree, and um, he had, our daughter, Kavanaugh, had, had worked with him and asked him, or told him again, or they worked on how to ask me to marry him again, because you know, we didn't know, it wasn't the same as it was in 2013, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. And so he did, right under the Christmas tree, and that was um, in December of 14, and so March of 15 we got married. March of 15. Yeah, real quietly, it was wonderful. Beautiful, so it's it a beautiful, you have a beautiful love story. Well, Let's talk about blessed. Um, what's coming up. You are still, uh, you wrote the book Forever and Ever, Amen, it's out. He wrote, he wrote it with Ken Abraham, with Ken who was Abraham. absolutely amazing. He wrote the book having to put together, I call it scrambled eggs, he, but he unscrambled scrambled eggs because he couldn't visit with Randy, I mean, as far as long conversations, right. but he would go and learn facts and he would bring those back to Randy and get confirmation. Um, and Randy was always able to tell him yes or no. And, so it was it was a beautiful it's project. A, it's a wonderful book. I, like I said before, I couldn't I couldn't put it down. So what is God doing for you next? Where where is he leading you now down to this journey? And what would you say to a, somebody that's going through what you are going through? I think what I would say is just to always remember that the twig is never too far bent unless you give up. Mm -hmm. unless you lose your faith, mm -hmm. unless you stop, mm -hmm. then it's too far bent. But you keep growing, you keep learning, you keep feeding your soul, um, you stay close to God, you keep Him in focus all the time. And God knows there's times when we have to lean on Him, when we need to lean on Him. And, um, you know, He never goes anywhere. He's right where we left Him. He's always there. And I don't think it's a sign of weakness to mm -hmm. to say that he's your strength, mm -hmm. and um, I mean, in our in our weaknesses, where's you know his strength is made perfect. So um, I just I just don't ever give up, and not on each other, and not on yourselves, because mm -hmm. you know we the two of us have we've enjoyed this journey. We really have. I mean, it's not what we would have designed. Mm -hmm. It's not what we 
had planned, but you know, what do we know about plans? <laughs> Let's talk about your new CD, Precious Memories, mm -hmm. Worship and Faith. Yes. That's that was actually done in a church in Florida and um, years ago, and Bill Gaither was mm -hmm. kind enough to uh, bring those old gospel hymns back to the surface um, in Randy's voice. And it, it's a beautiful project and one of the heart and so, so sweet of Bill Gaither to do that, to think enough of this man to say, okay, here's an all-time favorite. And we've talked to so many people and they said, you know, I was raised in a church with those hymns, but you don't get to hear them anymore. And so they play those. They play them in the, on, in the car, at home, on the radio. Just those, those take you back home. They take you down that, down that warm road to home. So when can we get the CD or is it They've available? been out. They've okay. been out, um, gosh, I don't even remember when they released. I wanted to say it was March of last year. March of but last year, okay. I may be lying, maybe May, I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful project. What's next, anything? Do you have? Lots of things. We have lots of plans. Um, there's, a, there's a documentary coming out about Randy. It's a, it's a two hour documentary that Warner's put together. Then there's also a, um, uh, a new album. Well, it's not a new album. It's, it's his oldest album, as a matter of fact, The Storms of Life. It's been remastered by Kyle Lenning, and three additional songs that Warner Music found in their vaults in Randy's voice that have never been heard. So those will be coming out, and um, that, that new album will be coming out in September. That new old album, well, Storms of Life. Storms and of Life. We've been through the storms yes. of life. Randy, Mary, thank you so much. I, you don't know how honored and blessed I am to sit down here and, and get to share your story. Thank you well, so much. Thank you for having us. We, we're very honored that you would have us. Thank you. My friends, are you facing storms of life? Just remember that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength so that you can share your story of unshakable faith that will give him honor and glory. This is Today's Nashville. This is Faith. Do you have a question or comment about today's podcast or want to check out the latest television episode? You can find me, Terry Squires, and all of my guests at Today's Nashville. Cornerstone Television wishes to thank all our faithful viewers whose consistent prayers and financial support have made this program possible.